Achievement unlocked. Two players and a podcast now loaded. Dreamers and Flam family, this is Two Peas in a Pod brought to you by General Andrews and Flippity Flam. And we are sponsored by the 8-Bit Dojo and ESN, where we aim to be selfless, not selfish. This is episode 33 of season 4, Video Game Controversies, South Park, Stick of Truth. Hey, 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 Flippity Flam, my man! General Andrews, my dude, how are you doing? I am doing good. The cram time for the TwitchCon is upon us. That's true. That's that. From this recording, it's one week from today. Yeah, it, it, it is happening. And so might as well, if we are talking about cramming things, that we should be talking about the stick of truth because that got crammed somewhere into the video game verse of dare i say uh black holes in regards to video game controversies dude i i still can't believe that they made this game like at all and and also that it's a really good game that's what i've heard i have yet to play this game or any fully like really licensed south park game you know there's been like like a bunch of people like skin of things and stuff like that that got started yeah yeah because there were a couple like for the n64 like ps1 that were like garbage Correct. I remember that stuff like that. I remember playing, but I never got to play this. Uh, you know, I just haven't gotten around to it. Now you've dove into it. Have you played it from beginning to end? Not not beginning to end. I would say okay. probably about half. All right. Now, did you stop halfway through because of some of these controversies that we're going to dive into? Or is it just you fell out of time and therefore another game fell caught out of time? Another game caught my eye because like I so I I was raised on South Park. Right. Like I was at the yeah. era where South Park was just coming into its own. And it's it's such like Matt Parker and Trey Stone, fucking geniuses. They are absolutely so smart in the comedy that they write for this or or is it Trey Parker and Matt Stone? I, I mixed him up. I got all oh, the did, words yeah, 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 in yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I totally just agreed. I was like, wait, no, you're right. It's Trey Parker and yeah, Matt Stone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just looked and was like, oh no, I fuck. I messed that up. Mm-mm. <laughs> No, let's they get might that as right. well be the same. They might Honestly, as well. They well, one thing I will say about them is that it's actually been really cool that through all the success and they for decades now, oh yeah, decades upon decades, have had success with a bunch of their ideas, even which kind of it bombed in the theatrical release, which was basketball, mm-hmm. but it did not bomb in the cult release. No, department. that has such a cult following, basketball. Mm-hmm. Oh my Big goodness! I'm I'm a fan of it, even though it's ridiculous. Uh, it is absolutely ridiculous, but it is super funny. Like when they're in the the they're in the the locker room, and they're oh like God, their yes, slongs and... are just all the way down, and they're like hitting <laughs> yeah. the benches, right? Bonk, bonk, like... <laughs> bonk, bonk. It's like what? Oh, oh, oh! They like turn and they're like slapping each other in the face <laughs> yeah. with it. Uh, like it's it's so good what i like about them more than anything of course besides the awesome content that they can create and again i'm not saying that the awesome content doesn't have its own controversies within it what i want to get at is that the two of them have remained friends throughout this through the whole process ship of success Mm -hmm. 
typically at some point somebody's ego when they're both this popular finally pushes another one to the side or something you know so it's been really cool that if they've had any quabbles it's been like you know what we're moving past it now yeah they've been like still like really good friends for the entirety of it like neither one of their egos gets in the way of them wanting to create super creative and very controversial things yeah because they definitely before you dive deeper or even really into this game uh they are individuals who do not care they don't. what you think they have they have no they give no shits on who they offend because they offend everybody yeah i remember very very specifically with like chef right yes because they did a scientology episode and yes they did the guy who voiced chef was a Scientologist and he disagreed with it and they just kind of looked at him like um well we make fun of everybody so and he's like well I quit and they were like okay goodbye yeah bye they, they had the rights to his voice lines mm. <laughs> and there's an episode down the seasons that they do with Chef back with the voice lines that they own and they only use those voice lines and they they kill off Chef in that episode Gosh, that's hilarious. Because it's it's funny that you say that. Uh, I was watching an episode of Community last night, finally uh, watching that series from also beginning to end. very good show. Uh, and it's an episode where uh, Ken Jeong or Ben Cheng gets uh, known as Ham Girl. And now it's becoming this popular, like almost like Hollywood-esque kind of person. He's like starting to pick up some fame and being viral and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. And so they happen to, and Abed in the, in the show is a director-like person who also knows, hey, I always have my actor sign paperwork, da-da-da. So he had whatever their footage, some footage from Chang already signed away. So what the, what do you do with it? And, you know, because there's a little pressure from everyone in the group, they decided to have to make um, a movie so that they could go ahead and jump on his success. Right. And it's just so funny because in that movie, at some point, they have to kill off Chang just so that it all makes sense and all wraps <laughs> it. So it's just so funny, you know, in that same instance, like, yeah, they own these lines for this guy. So we have to make it only those lines. Yep. And then we're going to still kill you. <laughs> we're still going to kill you off. We got to make it make sense now that while you're not in the show anymore. Like, make, when, the, when that stuff happens, I remember like my dad would always say when somebody died in a show, he'd be like, huh, they asked for too much money. Right. Right. There's always. <laughs> I can't remember at what point in my uh, young teen years where it finally clicked on people would leave a show. And I'm I'm like, oh, something happened. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and it's it's a combination of different things. Sometimes it's because somebody wants to go do something else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good example of that would have been Steve Carell from The Office. Yeah, you know, and it was really interesting because obviously, who was the producer who owned the rights to the office? Well, Ricky Gervais, who obviously also is someone who does not care what you think about his ability to make comedy and whatnot. And he was, you know, he was so livid. Like, why are you throwing away hundreds of millions of dollars, you jackass? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is so important to you that you can't finish out the show? Yeah. And it's because because Steve was getting so... And, and again, Steve's made some really good decisions, has, has made some, you know, really good money uh, since that point in time by taking those movie decisions that he did and didn't crater his career. Uh, it could have, though. 
you know he definitely could have uh ended up in that situation where again i've noticed this like you could be on such a high track and then you do one bad movie where it's like just, just epically bad and they're like no nah, we can't work with that guy they're gonna think about the other bad mm-hmm. movie it's like it's like no they, like most of us don't like we know it's there but that doesn't really affect that we're gonna go buy said movie ticket it's like is your movie good like nowadays it's just like it's so rare to assume like any movie's gonna be good it's like oh, oh no, dude man. right they're just gonna do the same shtickum you know and so like i just i have very little faith and so i i now wait for somebody else to tell me dude this was awesome and i i went to the movies for the first time in july to go ahead and see top gun i hadn't been to the movies since 2016. i know folks the pandemic has not gone on for six years you know (laughs) so it's like i had not gone to the movies since 2016 because i just i was like nah you know like i'll wait Nothing's inspiring me. And that movie was actually really, really good. It was totally worth going to see in the theaters. That's what I've heard so, too, but I also haven't been to the movies since about then too. Well, there you go. So wrapping all back around to the fact that Trey Parker and Matt Stone have remained friends, let's remain on the course of this topic here, the, the Stick of Truth. So the Stick of Truth was a controversial game, but I bet we should first read the plot here uh, for it. Do you want me to read the plot or do, yes. do you want to read no, the plot? No, no, okay. no, you read the plot and then I'll go okay. over the gameplay like we've been doing. The new kid has moved with his parents to South Park to escape his forgotten past. He quickly allies with Butters, Princess Kenny, and their leader, Cartman, nicknamed Douchebag. The new kid is introduced to the coveted stick of truth. Shortly thereafter, the elves attack Koopa Keep and take the stick. Cartman banishes Clyde from the group for failing to defend the stick from the elves. With the help of Cartman's best warriors, Douchebag recovers the stick from Jimmy. That night, Douchebag and several town residents are abducted by aliens. Douchebag escapes his confinement with the help of Stan's father, Randy, and crashes the alien ship into the town's mall. By morning, the UFO crash site has been sealed off by the U.S. government, who has been putting out a cover story that claims a Taco Bell is being built. Douchebag visits Koopa Keep and learns that the stick has been again stolen by the elves. Cartman and Kyle task Douchebag with recruiting the goth kids for the respective sides, each claiming that the other has the stick. Randy agrees to help Douchebag recruit the Goths after Douchebag infiltrates the crash site and discovers that government agents are plotting to blow up the town in order to destroy an alien goo released from the ship. The goo turns living creatures into Adolf Hitler-esque Nazi zombies. An infected person escapes government containment, unleashing the virus on South Park. That night, Cartman or Kyle depending on which character the player chooses to follow, leads his side against the other at the school. Here, the children learn that Clyde stole the stick as revenge for his banishment. Clyde rallies defectors from the humans and elves and uses the alien goo to create an army of Nazi zombies. The humans and elves join together to oppose Clyde, but there are too few to fight him. Later... Gnome steal douchebags' underpants. After defeating them, 
Douchebag gains the ability to change size at will. Out of desperation, Douchebag is told to invite the girls to play. They agree to join after Douchebag infiltrates an abortion clinic and travels across Canada to discover which of their friends is spreading gossip. Flanked by the girls, kindergarten pirates, and Star Trek role players, the humans and elves attack Clyde's Dark Tower. Randy arrives and reveals that the government agents have planted a nuclear device in Mr. Slave's anus to blow up South Park, forcing Douchebag to shrink and enter Mr. Slave to disarm the bomb. After exiting Mr. Slave, gross. Douchebag finally confronts Clyde and is forced to fight a resurrected Nazi zombie chef. Chef is defeated. Clyde decides he is not playing anymore, and Cartman kicks him from the tower. The government agents arrive, revealing that Douchebag went into hiding to escape them because of his ability to quickly make friends on social networks, such as Facebook, which the government wanted to use for its own ends. Learning of the stick's supposed power, the chief agent takes it and bargains with Douchebag to help him use it. Douchebag refuses, but Princess Kenny betrays the group, uses the stick to fight them, and infects himself with the zombie Nazi virus. Unable to defeat the Nazi zombie Princess Kenny, Carmen tells Douchebag to break their sacred rule by farting on Kenny's balls, which he does. The resulting explosion defeats Kenny and cures the town of the Nazi zombie virus. In the epilogue as South Park is rebuilt, the group retrieves the stick of truth. They decide its power is too great for any one person to hold, and they throw it into Stark's pond. Not controversial at all, right? No, I, I don't I see mean, one controversial point whatsoever in that plot. Honestly, I guess farting on balls, that's going too far. That is too far. Uh, never too far. fart on your friend's balls, guys. No. Never. No, they, might get, they might get pink ball or whatever. Yeah, they might get know? pink ball Undo or eye that. round, something like yeah, that. Yeah, some, something gross. You gotta get like an antibiotic for, you know, it's, it's not fun. It's like a seven-day process. Yeah. <laughs> you have to submit a form. <laughs> like an i88 it's even funny just when i was reading that uh it's interesting which words i'm like oh man the douchebag is just used like predominantly predominantly <laughs> right yeah like that's the main character's name that's your name in the game uh, it's so it's so ridiculous because again it's, it's just a word you know it what is. I mean? yeah but it's, it's so interesting that uh it still ca carried so much weight even as i'm doing this you know yeah. uh plot reading Dude, douchebag is still a very good insult to this day. Yeah, to this very day. All right, well, okay, we gave everyone an idea of what the game is about if they've never heard of it, and I'm sure some people are already leaning towards the idea like, dang, okay, some of this sounds controversial just overall. But now, if you've watched South Park, this all sounds exactly like South Park. It is, yeah. I mean, it, there's not one of these things that made me think, oh, this is South Park not doing South Parky stuff. Yeah, this is this is a little outlandish for South Park. No, it's right, right in the ballpark. Like this is this is first base for South Park. Yeah, one hundred percent agreed. So maybe it's in the gameplay that it starts to get a little wacky. You want to go ahead and take us so, through that. So how would you think a game like this would play? You think it'd be like like a first person shooter or whatnot? I mean, for for it to be to me to, to if you're really trying to capture the essence of South Park, it's either got to be an action adventure style kind of game or it's got to be like an rpg because that way you can see the characters all the time it is 100 a traditional rpg oh traditional rpg yes oh 
Oh, okay, okay. It is turn-based combat is what they do I with only, it. I only assume there was a couple of fights like that. Okay, no, so the whole no, the whole like thing is like that. Oh, very smart. With um, so it's very Paper Mario because like you have timed hits that you can do too, right? For like more damage. Smart. I thought honestly, that is one way of taking a turn-based game and making it much more action-oriented. Way more action-oriented. Thank you, Legends of Dragoon. Yep. Hey, just saying. Or uh, Super Mario RPG. Super Mario RPG was another one. Yeah. Mm, cl some classics oh, right there. Ooh. Straight up that alley. But yeah, man. Like you could, you can fart on people. That's an ability you get pretty early on. Which See, is we're already causing controversy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like you, and some of the enemies you fight, right, are like you fight strippers, whores, crack whores. There's a difference. <laughs> oh, there's a difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they're, they're different enemies. And so, some of the attacks are like straight on base with South Park as well. Like, let me see if I can look up a few. But man, the, the gameplay is, it's fun too which also oh, hurt. Okay. like it is super duper fun it's very engaging and and it's good like it feels good which is now, weird does it take, <laughs> can you just do the farts or are they a magical or like a move? magical oriented thing okay okay so you have to have like magic energy to use that just like if you were using magic points in another yeah area. yeah exactly okay so like like butters is in your party right and he's considered mm -hmm. like a paladin Oh, okay. So, so he can do healy things or or attack things and get people to focus on him. Then Kenny, like Princess Kenny, is like a healer. <laughs> I, was, I was all thrown off. I was like, man, what episode is that from Princess Kenny? Oh, gosh. I know, right? I can't remember that. Yeah, yeah, Some absolutely. Some of the combat. Oh, there's a wiki for it and everything. I should have had this on. So <laughs> there's also four classes that you could spec into. Oh, cool. Okay, so you even get to spec in this. You even game. get to spec, yeah. So there's wow. fighter, there's fighter, mage, thief, and Jew. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad that they separated thief and Jew. Yeah. You know, otherwise <laughs> that would have caused controversy. Right. No. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I know that's what I thought too. I'm like, oh, how how nice of them. Yeah. How nice. Yeah. Exactly. How nice of how them. How nice. The fighter, right? One of their abilities is called assault and battery. Oh gosh! Okay, okay. <laughs> and then there's, it makes sense, right? It does, then, right? And yeah. then Rochambeau, which is you okay. know kicking somebody in the balls. Yeah. And then some of Mage's abilities would be a dust of dreams. Oh no! Basically, just douse them with sleeping powder. Okay. Then funnel of frost. Is a oh, frost boy. attack. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Thief, you know, the typical backstab, the mug. Yep. So they, they kept things, like, pretty traditional. That's cool. All okay. right, so then what's, what's the specialty behind this uh, other class? The, yeah. So <laughs> this. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if I can say this. Yeah, right. That's what I'm like. I'm like, well, man, we're about to turn very controversial there. Sling of David. Uh, oh, okay. It's one right. of their abilities. <laughs> um, Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then there's the Circumscythe. 
Oh no, God, they went deep. Dude, with these. they went straight oh. for it, man. God, man. For it or no foreskin, one of the two. I don't can't tell anymore. Oh. Yeah. So as you can see, you know, this is why people were upset. Yeah, that makes sense. That like, makes I mean it makes sense. Uh the problem for a lot of the situation is that there is now people doing yard work outside. So I'm going to go ahead and close my second window. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's for the house next door, but it's, it's close enough that yeah. those machines are loud. Getting back on topic in regards to why people would have a controversy with it. Obviously like this show, they make fun of the idea of someone being Jewish. Right. So when you have, like, cause I, I mean, read some of these other things, like one of your weapons you can get is a, a chupacabra claw. <laughs> Not yeah. the chupacabra. Yeah. The chupacabra. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, looking at those things. So I could see where people of, you know, of Jewish d d descent or in any regards that would take offense to, you know, talking about uh, Jewish people in this manner, that they would take offense to it. Now, granted, though, we always have to remember when we're dealing with some of these controversial things is that there's a big difference in my mind of these play on word terms versus like some of the choices uh, that you can make in some of the violent games that we've talked about for the controversial. Right. Right. And now one of the differences, though, to take into consideration here is that you do have to do some of these offensive things to progress through the game, which would therefore make it controversial versus mm -hmm. the games like we were talking about last time, like Postal, where you could beat the whole game without being controversial. Exactly. Yeah. You can be full pacifist. Where South yes. Park is like, no, you have to do this. Yes. Therefore, because of that, I can definitely see the leaning into the controversy side of things. Uh, not just because my humor is able to go ahead and be like, oh, ha ha funny, but more so along the lines of that's where I can see like, oh, okay, so we still have to do these over the top shenanigans to even complete the game. As an example, like there's like, well, here, here's a... Uh, strap-ons you can use so you can put yeah the, enemies on on fire electrocute them <laughs> freeze them and we know what that means we know what's going on there a little bit too much right just a bit <laughs> but yeah so with that being said that's part of the controversy but that's not the only aspect of this entire uh controversy is it no not not even a little bit so ubisoft also apparently after the game's released and and the backlash that they got for it Mm -hmm. decided mm -hmm. that they would voluntarily censor seven different scenes, calling it wow. a market decision made by Ubisoft EMEA. And not and not a response to input from censors. Right, it wasn't a response from that. You know, it's always interesting the amount of bullshit that you have to, to <laughs> Dude, read. When... The bureaucracy is strong. Yeah, the bureaucracy. It's always again. This is what I think is so tough about uh, a lot of the controversies that we've we we've talked recently about when we've talked about them in, in other aspects and other things is that there's a big difference between when you're like. Oh, I get why you have to say that because the public wants you to put it out there, but we all know it's bullshit. So, like, why do we keep on doing this this boat and pony show? 
you know like we know you did it because you were gonna get too much flack and certain countries were not going to allow your game to even be sold or owned Mm -hmm. in that country so that's gonna affect your profit so you decided to change it to increase profits because the criticism mattered enough for you to make your money yep because ubisoft's not small it's not ubisoft is if it's not considered a juggernaut it's a juggernaut junior it's up there it, they, they're good enough to be considered, you know, a p- part of the colossus of, you know, video game uh, gaming corporations out there. And so it's like, no, this was about money. So, yeah, go ahead and say it's no, no, we just we, we thought it was the right thing to do versus well, if they had released it initially like that, then they, we probably would have been more believable. Like, oh, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys were trying to do the right thing from the beginning. Yeah. Instead of right after release being like, oh, no, maybe these were a little too far. But now it's interesting, though. A lot of the critics, though, scored this very highly. Oh, this that's what I was about to say. Despite okay. all the controversy, because uh, the last couple of games were very split, right? Yes. Very split. Like, some people loved it. Other people hated it. This one, across the board, people loved it. People loved the story of it. They loved the humor, and they loved the gameplay. I, I'm telling you, man, the gameplay in this game is super good. It seems like the only of the reviewer scores that was not in the 80 percentile or higher was GameSpot with a 7 out of 10. Otherwise, everyone's got it as an 8 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10. Or a 9 out of 10, which is huge. Huge. Anytime you're, anytime you're flirting with the 9 out of 10 or, you know, barrier, the, they're, they're saying it's going to be a classic as, as time goes on. But is this a classic controversial game i i think so only because we're going to find out some more information here that or was it oh i lost it and that's why you get for scrolling while talking folks <laughs> i was like why. oh i'm on pins and needles here more information where now discuss this is what i this is what i cared about is what because obviously trey parker and matt stone <laughs> to them it's like sh- shut the fuck up and put our game out there uh-huh. like for you and your essential like just don't play the the game you know, if you don't want if you don't want to see the stuff as their, you know, initial uh, feeling towards it. But discuss the situation. Stone said he had been told changes were required. And that's, you know, part of why the game to be released and that he and Parker inserted the placeholder images so that the censorship would not be hidden, oh. which is funny. He called the censorship a double standard that the pair resisted and said he felt it did not ruin the game and the cards allowed them to mock the changes so they got put in a situation again where it's like oh you guys have to be censored like oh yeah you think so huh (laughs) fine then we'll use that censorship to mock all of you and it worked out really well because again the response like we've been talking about was through the roof oh it was very very good so much so that they even got a second game yes they did there's two of these (laughs) now this this game they obviously decided that they need to go harder core with their uh, titling to catch the eyes of their would-be purchasees. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's like what they did with their first movie, right? Yeah. They made, a, they made a circumcision joke with the first one that they submitted. And they were like, oh, no, that's, that's a little too on the nose for it. That's, uh, we, can't, we can't do that. So then they're like, okay, how about how about South Park bigger, longer, and uncut? Which is another, it's a better circumcision joke, right? Yes, it is. And they're yeah. like, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, okay. 
Yep. It's just so funny where it's like, oh no, that one, that one's okay. We can, we can. Yeah, uh, that one's fine. Like that one was worse. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so interesting how it's like so often when you got people who are this creative type that that really are geniuses at least in this field of work that when put up when when you would think, oh, we finally got them, we finally got them, and they're able to be like, oh, so we got okay, so here. And then they just they come up with something even worse, but it's better, you know. And it's like, who works here? <laughs> yeah. Like, is your is your job just to gatekeep for a period of time and then just fold? Is that what your job is? You know. Right. If you give no, us no, enough no, cake no, no. back, we'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Good enough. Good yep. enough. It's like, oh my god, what was the point? So the next game in this series was called South Park: The Fractured But Whole. Whole. So yeah. now you you might try to put those two words together, but that's not how it's spelled, folks. If you look at the title, it's the word but b u t, and then a whole new word whole w h o l e. So don't 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 you start getting your minds all digging deep in those yeah. gutters like yeah. you were. Get get them out of the gutters, dreamers and family. It's it's perfectly wholesome. Absolutely wholesome. Now, interestingly enough, in regards to the sales, uh, during the first week of sales in the United Kingdom, South Park The Secret Truth became the best-selling game on all available formats, which is pretty impressive. Very much so. And it's funny that it replaced a, the game that was leading in the, that category, which is called Thief. Ooh. The Xbox 360 version accounted for about 53% of the sales, so more than half. Wow. PlayStation 3 came in at 41%. So there you go. Between those two consoles, you had 94% of the sales, with the, la the last little bit being picked up by the Microsoft Windows release as well. Now, in its second week, sales fell about 47%, and the game dropped a third behind Titanfall and Dark Souls 2. Not surprisingly so, only because uh, Dark Souls, for example, already had a bigger following in the video game market than South Park did. Because South Park before this had a lot of really terrible, license. super bad games, super they bad, bad license games. games. Yeah, they were they were people who bought the rights to use the game, not oh hey, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are going to be fully fledged no, into making they were, sure they were straight. They were directly involved in every instance of this game. Yes, yes. So that therefore that's why it was probably really good. Really compared successful. To the other ones I mean, they're trash. gamers. They loved it. Like, they love yeah. doing this. Now, in North America, uh, the South Park Thick of Truth was the third best-selling physical game of March 2014. Again, fell behind Titanfall and the infamous Second Son. Ooh. Now, what was so interesting about this, as of February 2016, Ubisoft had shipped 5 million copies of the game. And when you get into the millions, that really lets you know that people really wanted like the it. game. Yeah. Right? movie whatever it is that you're consuming and purchasing when well, there's five million sold and it's not something that you just need for everyday survival mm -hmm. that's a ridiculous amount to be sold for fun true that now folks if you found this to be ridiculous make sure to let us know in the comment section of our twitter otherwise thank you for tuning on in dreamers family love you as always and book.